Welcome to the Sport Manitoba podcast, hosted by Nolan Cole. Thanks for listening to episode six of the Sport Manitoba podcast. My name is Nolan Cole. I'm the digital media specialist at Sport Manitoba. We're podcasting from our building, the Canada Games Sport for Life Centre in downtown Winnipeg. At Sport Manitoba, we focus on supporting and planning sport programs to promote the development of vibrant citizens, athletes, and communities in Manitoba. We're also the main funding agency for amateur sport in the province. We have over 65 provincial sport organizations in our building. You can see the full list of sports on our website, sportmanitoba.ca. If you missed any of our other episodes, you can listen to those on our website as well, sportmanitoba.ca slash podcast, or on whichever app you prefer, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With May being National Physical Fitness and Sports Month, we thought it would be appropriate to have a fitness discussion on this episode. I'll introduce you to two members of our fitness center team after a look at some of Sport Manitoba's upcoming events. <laughs> Are you ready to take your health and fitness to the next level? Try Personal Training. Personal Trainer helps you establish realistic goals, set priorities, and stay on track. And you can get started for as little as $15 per session. Contact the Sport Manitoba Fitness Center team at 204-925-5931 or visit sportmanitoba.ca for more information. It's hard to believe, but the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame is already 40 years old. To mark this historic occasion, we'll be inducting 28 individuals and 15 teams into the hall on Thursday, June 6th at Club Region Event Center. See the full slate of inductees and reserve your tickets on our website, sportmanitoba.ca slash hall of fame. Sport Manitoba's Medicine Clinic now offers radiology. Our new digital x-ray service is open to the public with no appointment necessary. Whether you're a parent with an injured child, a senior citizen, or an athlete, you can visit our clinic on the second floor at 145 Pacific Avenue or call 204-925-5944 for more information. Valerie Adamson is our fitness center manager here at the Canada Games Sport for Life Center. She's also a strength coach who has competed at the national level in Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, and CrossFit. John Joranson is one of our personal trainers and fitness instructors. Interestingly enough, he used to be a high school teacher before he got into the fitness game. We'll ask him about that. Here's my conversation with Valerie and John. Val, John, thank you both for coming on the podcast today. Let's just start with maybe a brief introduction for both of you, the work you do here at the Sport Manitoba Fitness Center. Val, why don't you go first? Uh, my name is Valerie Adamson, um, and I'm actually from Saskatchewan, so new import to uh, Manitoba, Sport Manitoba. And um, I am the fitness manager and strength coach here at Sport Manitoba Fitness Center. Perfect. John? Yeah, so I grew up here in Winnipeg, um, and I'm a fitness instructor and personal trainer here at the Sport for Life Center. So I guess let's just start with kind of, I know you guys work with a lot of different clients and some different fitness areas, but John, let's just uh, go with you first. In terms of the kind of the one-on-one -on -one work you do, your overall approach with some of your clients, what, what approach do you take? And we'll get more into this in detail as we go to. For sure. Um, I think just to kind of start off, big misconception of personal training um, is that a trainer is someone, someone that's going to yell at you and push you to the limit and you're going to yeah. be dead after every workout. Right. And honestly, that kind of turned me off the industry for a little bit. Um, so when I've got clients coming in, first thing is really making sure that I know what their goals are, make sure their goals are clear and then individualizing a program to make sure that they're on track to hit their goals. So we do, um, you know, FMS is a big thing here at Sport for Life Center. So functional movement screening where we can actually see how um, a client, an athlete is moving. 
uh, and what they need to work on to hit their goals, right? Why aren't they at their goals and how can we individualize a program to make sure that they get there? So it's kind of all about that clear communication right off the start and everyone's going to be different. Right. right. Val, anything you wanted to add to that? Do you take a similar approach with your clients? Um, I work mostly with groups. I don't do a lot of individual training here. Um, and so for me, yeah, my approach is, like John said, it's not all about just kicking the crap out of someone. Um, obviously, you want them to have fun, and everybody loves to sweat. Um, but it's more about, yeah, making sure they're moving properly and listening to what their goals are, like especially in our group training and classes, uh, we have a lot of variation of uh, abilities and skills and just where they are at, um, ages and stuff like that. So you just really have to know how to adjust movements to get everybody the right stimulus out of the workout that we want, but um, you know, at an appropriate level for themselves. Are there common things you notice with people, like obstacles that you try to get them to overcome in certain people? Um, we were talking about this a little earlier, yeah. and I think... A lot of the time, some obstacles are, especially in a group setting, there's something powerful about it, but people tend to compare themselves and worry about, oh, they're doing this much, but I'm only doing this much, and, you know, just, you know, self-talk, negative self-talk about themselves, and so trying to get around them, like, everybody starts where they start, and everybody's at a different um, different place in their training or their life or things are going on and you just do what you can do and do the best. So just try to get that positive atmosphere. John, any, anything you want to add to that in terms of kind of obstacles you try to get your clients to overcome? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, Val kind of touched on a good point, not comparing yourself to others. And that goes with kind of what I was going to say is that like all or none people think like if I'm taking a class or I'm going to the gym, I've got to be like, dead tired by the end of it otherwise there's no point and that's a huge turnoff for you know missing the gym if you're not feeling great you're not feeling you know like you want to get a workout in you're probably going to skip the workout if that's your mentality right so just making sure that you know like Val said you start where you start from you go into the gym and you do what you can and you grow from there and build and Val you just touched on a point I was going to ask this question as well but so working out in a group setting versus an individual so you mentioned one thing that, that can happen in terms of the comparison in a group. So working out as a group or individual, does it depend on the person? What, what would be your advice for somebody who maybe is debating the two, whether they want to be in a group setting every week or whether they want to do their own thing? I think for sure it depends on the person. Like um, for, me, for me as an individual, there's certain things that I like and enjoy doing on my own. And there are certain things that... I cannot motivate myself to do on my own. So a group setting is perfect for me. And I think the nice thing about uh, our fitness center is there's so many options for that. You can do your own thing, follow your own program, then you can jump into a class. Then maybe you want to focus on something or you're having some issues and you can work with a personal trainer. So I think it is very individual in, uh, in your approach and, and really try it and see what you like. And maybe that changes over years or periods of time but um but see what see what works for you john do you find some people like who maybe struggle with discipline their own individual discipline that maybe a program something more structured is, is better for certain people yeah I, I mean it goes on personality right um a lot of my clients they're very checklist oriented right so i'll program it checklist oriented so that it'll work for them right um yeah, like Val said, if, if maybe you're more motivated with energy and you, f you kind of feel the energy of the room, then maybe classes are better for you. But if you're a kind of person that wants to really focus uh, and be diligent with 
with what you're doing, then I think programs are great. What does a checklist look, look like for you as an example? Uh, so for clients um, with, that are kind of checklist oriented, different movements, right? So if they're working on learning a squat, learning a hip hinge, learning how to deadlift, right? Starting with those and then kind of working your way into like accessory movements that are going to enhance those. So for example, like hip mobility, I know Val and I, we always talk about a lot of that. Um, <laughs> just you know if you can't deadlift from the floor and your technique isn't isn't that great right don't deadlift from the floor right maybe you deadlift from a bit of a platform couple plates underneath but then you work on that mobility so that you can improve over time and eventually you can deadlift from the floor so so it sounds like both of you work with clients that um have a kind of a range of you can call it a skill level right or experience so how challenging is that to kind of Maybe you're working out with someone who has, who's been doing it for 20 years, and the next day you're doing it with someone who's in their first month. I mean, that has to be one of the biggest challenges of, of your jobs, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I love that aspect yeah. of it, right? When a new client uh, comes in for consultation and I have no idea where to start from, right? The first little bit is kind of feeling out what they enjoy, what they want to do, right? If they don't want to sprint and they don't want to run, I'm not going to put that in okay. the program because that's not going to get them anywhere. But you know, if someone's a bit more experienced and they kind of know what's worked for them in the past, we build off of that, right? Val? Yeah, for sure. Um, especially, like I said, I do mostly classes and um, there is, there's quite a wide range and it, it's sort of fun to to see that difference when someone's like, oh, like, you know, they see that you're, you're showing them options of different variations of the movement that you're doing, say, in the class, um, but maybe it's just not working for them and to be able to, like, adjust it and like them feel comfortable and feel like they're doing something and having fun with it it's it's part of the it's part of the job for sure but it's it's a good part and i think it comes with experience and working with all those different people and how you can help other people going down the road as well how much of working out is mindset like developing a positive mindset in people would you say val I would say more than people think it is. Um, I think mindset and lifestyle, and John talking about this before, a consistency of, you know, it's not all or nothing, and having a positive versus negative aspect of yourself, and it is. It's I, I would say it's I don't know huh. to put a percentage on it, maybe eighty percent, honestly, to really? like get yourself there, and then just consistently be there and, and put it as part of your lifestyle. So getting yourself in the gym in the first place really that's for like for me that's the hardest part is yeah. just getting started and once i've started like i love it after i'm done i'm enjoying it during it sometimes sometimes not um but uh yeah it is do you focus part. on mindset a lot too john yeah for sure um i think goes with val said lifestyle right it's got to be something you enjoy it can't just be you know going to the gym because I have to go to the gym. I'm going to the gym because I have to lose weight. I have to get stronger. And if that's the mindset that you have, it's going to fade over time and eventually you're going to be out of the gym, right? So um, with my clients, we focus on a lot of um, kind of gratitude, right? Being like, oh, I get to go to the gym today or I, I am capable of running on a treadmill. I'm capable of doing this and kind of celebrating, you know, it's fun. Have fun with it. Yeah, and it's intriguing, right? Because there's so many different people. Like there's people who are really into working out the like bigger people that live and breathe it right mm -hmm. then there's like i don't know people like me like i'm into yeah. sports i'll play a lot of sports but i've never been like super motivated to work out with weight i've done a little bit over the years but not much and you guys know how skinny i am right so <laughs> i guess do, do you think some people certain people are wired towards it and like other people are just eh, it's 
I just do it to kind of stay in shape because it's in line. I, I play sports and it's, you know, I do a little bit of it. Then there's some people who, like you say, want to lose weight. So there's all kinds of different people from different backgrounds who may end up in a gym, right? Well, I think that's why you have to really find something that you love to do. Like you said, you really love sports. And like I grew up playing sports. I had, you know, I'm super short, not as tall as John, but I love basketball. Um, and so when my adult life, I sort of missed that and lost that sport or that competitiveness. And so I found some other things like Olympic weightlifting and powerlifting that I could compete in. And so for me, it was an exciting thing to do again. And so finding like whether it's different classes or a style of training that you like or running, there's so many runners. I mean, obviously on each of those, you have to pay attention to your body and um, think about injury, um, but just find something they love to do. And then it won't be such a big deal to like get going. Yeah, I think um, exactly what Val said, you know, you got to find something that works for you. You know, if, if weight training, that's not the only way to get in shape. Running, that's not the only way to get in shape, right? Um, what else can you do? What else can I do? Yeah. What are some other... I play sports, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, I know on the other podcast I was listening, listening to it this morning, yeah. Jeff and Neil, and, and you were talking about multi-sport athletes, right? Um, and having a purpose for what you're doing, but also fun. Fun's a purpose as well. If you're enjoying it and you're, you're doing it for the sake of doing it because you enjoy it, then that's, that's a huge thing as well. And that's going to lead to... You know, adherence over time. If you love weight training, you're gonna weight train mm -hmm. for a long time, and that's gonna get you to where you want to go. So, last question, then we'll take a break, guys. Uh, John, we can start with you here. Getting people in the gym, advice for people who maybe haven't done it before. What would kind of you say to those people who are maybe a little bit hesitant? Because it can be an attempt. A lot of people associate gyms with being an intimidating environment, right? So what would you say to those people? Yeah, for sure. It goes back to what Val was saying: not comparing yourself yeah. to other people, right? You walk into a gym. Uh, and we've all been there. We've all started at some point, even, you know, pro athletes, they started somewhere at some point too. So, you know, you walk into a gym, you got to find, um, you know, a group of people or a community. Uh, I know we do a really good job of classes and, you know, making people feel welcome, being a part of the class, not just, you know, following instructions, but having fun with it, meeting new friends that are, you know, having the same goals as you. And if you can become a part of that, you know, that's going to, gonna help over time so and that seems like one of the keys here right because i've been to other gyms like the wellness maybe i feel like the wellness maybe is similar to us in terms of community but like shapes and some of those other gyms are really just kind of individualized but it seems like we have more of a community here which probably helps with those people as well right val oh i i agree i think um just having friendly faces and knowing other people at the gym because then it's not so scary you're going to like see your friends or work out with your friends and you know like john was saying that initial like the initial part is is intimidating and so maybe you can bring a friend or a family member with you for the first time so you can do it with someone and then from there you meet other people and yeah I, I agree I think we do a good job of that and I think that comes along with training as a group sometimes and just being friendly at the desk and chatting with people and you know all just wanting everybody to have a positive experience while they're here. Okay, Valerie Adamson and John Jorensen are our guests on the Sport Manitoba podcast. We'll be back with the second half of our fitness discussion after a quick break. Cindy Clausen, Clara Hughes, and Jennifer Jones are just three of Manitoba's long list of female athletes who have shaped our province's sports history. To celebrate their accomplishments, along with several others, visit the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame's Women in Sport exhibit this summer at 145 Pacific Avenue. 
Teach your kids to skip, hop, and jump with pre-made lesson plans, games, skill videos, and more thanks to Fit Kids Healthy Kids. These low-organized activities are non-competitive and teach kids important skills they need to be active for life. Visit fitkidshealthykids.ca for all the fun, supported by Doctors Manitoba. Team Manitoba is off to the 2019 Western Canada Summer Games in Swift Current this August. Follow the herd on social media at Team Toba on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for photos, results, medal standings, stories, and more. Val, you touched on this in the first half, but just your work, well, your, not work, but your experience competing nationally. So you did Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, CrossFit at a high level. So how, how did that experience, you can talk a little bit about that experience and then how it kind of shaped what you do now. Um, yeah, so I started just doing CrossFit, like, or going to a gym like most people do and to lose weight. And and then um, what it taught me from that was that you can do so many more things and just thinking about, like, the weight loss and more so, like, what can your body do? What are the, you know, fun tricks I can do? Or how much weight can I lift? Or just you know, how long can I go and something like that. So that, that gave me that competitiveness that I sort of missed, like, like I said, um, playing basketball and stuff throughout my younger years. And then from there, I found Olympic weightlifting. And um, I just thought it was fun. It's very technical and lots of stuff going on, lots of coordination and skill. And, uh, and then I did powerlifting because I ended up being a strong person, I guess. And so it was... It was interesting because I was in my late 20s competing in these things that I never thought I would be able to do. So I think just the experience of teaching people that you can do things that you don't think that you can. And, you know, not that everybody's going to want to compete or ever compete in their life, but just that they're stronger than they think they can and just be consistent with it and find something that you love. And, and yeah, it, it could be a fun little adventure for you. And so that's, that's definitely what it was for me. Was it more like a sports mindset? Um, yes and no. Like we did, like when, when I was competing, uh, in CrossFit, um, I did more, more team stuff in CrossFit and it is like we did sports psychology training when we were doing it, when we were going to competition for regionals and, and, um, it is definitely like there's strategy involved and you don't realize it when you're just going to the gym and doing things and then you sort of get into it a little bit and for sure there's, it is a sport mindset and competitiveness and you get nervous and you got to think about what you're eating for the day of the competition and all that kind of stuff. So. And so at those competitions, like, are you going one after the other? Like you're watching people before and after you kind of thing? Yeah. Depending on, on the type. So uh, in all of them, you're going to watch your competitors do it. And so sometimes you don't want to watch them and you sort of put your headphones in and go and do your thing and just focus on visualizing or whatever it is for, for that day. Um, and some of it's really exciting and upbeat and you get pumped up and, I always laugh because powerlifting and Olympic weightlifting are so different when you go compete because Olympic weightlifting, it's very quiet. Nobody disturbs anybody. Huh. And so, and when they, when they do their lift, it's clapping. It's getting a little different now. And then in powerlifting, there's music playing and people are slapping people on the back and like getting them amped up. It's just such a different world in both of them. Which one do you like better? I prefer Olympic weightlifting. Um, that's the loud one or the quiet one? That's the quiet one. Not not the competition period of it, but I just think it's it's so much more dynamic and fun to learn. And it also can be super frustrating at times as well. Um, yeah, I just find it more fun. And is it judged? Like, obviously yeah. they keep track of the weight, but there's obviously judges. In yeah, there's else, judges right? yeah. in both of them. So usually they have uh, three judges and you... You get a white, white lights are good, red lights are bad. So some, some of the times they agree, sometimes they disagree. So you have to have a, a majority. 
And that took you across Canada. Yeah. And so that experience, does it, do you lean on that now in terms of the clients you're working with or not really? Is it more just for, I mean, obviously you guys work out on a regular basis yourselves, but do you, do you sure, take yeah, any of that with, <laughs> do you take, <laughs> do you take any of that? Uh, a way like that experience in terms of what you do now here at the fitness center? I definitely do like with running, like obviously the Olympic weightlifting and powerlifting is more so towards my barbell class right now. Um, but I would say mostly I lean on what I learned from CrossFit and, uh, and the community aspect. And it gave you something to look forward to. Like John was saying, it's not like, Oh, I have to go to the gym. It was, it was really like about empowering people and having fun with it. And making sure technique is important and everything um but just having a fun time and learning things and so i feel like when i teach now it's more about that and and getting to know people and caring and that kind of thing versus the competitive part of it like i said like i don't really train anybody that wants to be competitive which is cool like it's it's fun to just do it long term so yeah. One more question, then we'll get John back in on the uh, discu the discussion. But you mentioned the Barbell Strength Club. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just talk briefly about that, what that is? Yeah, so um, it's our members can do it uh, or non-members can do it. And uh, so it is, it's, it's a powerlifting, there's sort of a powerlifting stream and there's an Olympic weightlifting stream. So um, you have to have some experience in them or you can take my introductory courses to learn them before you jump into the actual club. Um, and you get a program, and there's a, a few hours a week that you can get coaching. You can do it on your own as well, but um, it's just sort of that would be what I would, um, what I used to do is basically that. And so I would get my program, and I would go work out with some people sometimes, and sometimes I would do it on my own. So it teaches you how to do. So powerlifting is the the back squat, bench press, and deadlift. So it teaches you how to do that properly, and then how to progress and get stronger in those. And then same thing with the weightlifting, which is the snatch and the clean and jerk. John, in a previous life, you worked as a school teacher, a high school teacher. <laughs> I did. Way back when. Um, I, so obviously, I was it a natural transition into what you do now? Because a lot of what you guys do is a little bit, I guess, is, is teaching, right? So that experience yeah. and, and talk a little bit about why you, uh, you know, why you went from teaching and now being a fitness teacher. Mm -hmm. Fitness instructor. Yeah, I like how you said in a previous life, definitely. <laughs> uh, feels like a long time ago. But uh, so I grew up playing sports, right? Basketball was kind of my thing, and it was like basketball all the time, right? Trying to just be the best basketball player that I could. And um, for me, sports kind of really shaped who I am today. Um, and from that, I didn't know what to do with it, right? I went to U of M, I got my kin degree. And I had no idea back then. Uh, I know Kin and the fitness industry has grown a lot since then. Um, and so the initial reaction for me or the initial kind of decision was, all right, I'm going to go into coaching and I'm going to go into teaching. Right. So that was kind of the reason behind those uh, those decisions. And then moving into the fitness industry, um, you know, I want to help people to be able to reach their goals. Right. So. Um, when it, whether it's fitness, mindset, or whatever it is, uh, things that I've struggled with, you know, mindset through basketball or, um, you know, working out, training, all that kind of stuff, I realized that, you know, other people are in that same boat. They have the same mindset um, difficulties or, you know, struggles. So if I can, you know, connect with those people and help those people, that kind of kind of is what got me into the, the fitness industry. So you just mentioned, like, the, the mindset. Can you go a little bit more in detail with that in terms of what exactly you you notice people struggle with or what you did and then what you struggled with and then what you notice in other people now? Yeah, for sure. And it's going back to what we talked about earlier was comparing yourself to others, okay. right? You know, you see, 
Um, so for me, a big thing was, you know, no matter how hard you practice, no matter how hard, how good you get, there's always someone better, right? And that competition side can either, um, it can help you or it can hinder you, right? And I think for me, the mindset, I didn't have the skills and the tools that I needed to let that competition help me, right? And when it comes to fitness training and going to classes, personal training or sports or whatever, you, whatever uh, you're trying to do, not having the right mindset, it's it's a huge thing, right? Mm -hmm. I think Val, you said what eighty percent is, you know, to, to get to the starting point. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's more than we think that it is, and we probably don't spend as much time of it as we think we, we should. Yeah, for sure. Like as instru as as trainers. Well, and as trainers and just individuals, period, yeah. like thinking about the mental side of all of it. Yeah. Well, uh, switch gears a little bit here. Uh, we, you touched on it earlier as well, but technique. And that's something I always thought about when I was working out. Because uh, you could have some pretty big injuries, right? Doing some of these exercises like deadlift, squats, some of the heavier exercises that Val, you're obviously experienced in. So how important is technique? Oh, it is super important. And I, I, as we were listening to the podcasts um, with the Performance Center is you need to learn it properly the first time and right off the bat. And then from there, you can build on it. And of course, we're not all perfect the first time we do something and it takes practice. Um, but teaching and learning and everybody's going to be slightly different in the movements, right? Like when I teach a squat to people, there's always a starting point, and then we adjust from there based on person's anatomy and physio physiology and how they move. And so understanding, you know, everybody's going to be slightly different, but there is a good and a bad way to do things as well. And John, I guess then is it more important to just start with lesser weight and get the technique down first and then build the weight? A lot of people, is, maybe it's a misconception on my part, but people want to start with a lot of weight. And then maybe the technique is, is bad off the bat, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to, like Val said, it's got to start with technique. Um, one of the things I love about when I'm working with clients is different cues for different people get different results, right? So uh, finding the right words to kind of get someone to move properly, right? And it's not always going to be the same for, for everyone. Val said different anatomies, different physiologies, um, different you know, hips are crazy, you know, people squat, squats can be completely different, deadlifts can be completely different. Um, depending on the person's like body type. Yeah, okay. depending on the body type, right? Like, so I'm taller, right? And taller athletes have a hard time deadlifting off the floor, yeah. right? Um, but it doesn't mean that they can't deadlift off the floor, it just means that maybe they deadlift, their stance is different, um, their grip is different, their posture is a little bit different. There's no like perfect form, there's like variances of the perfect form. So um, that's, I know, I think for Val as well, a fun part of our job is really helping people to find, make sure they're doing things safely uh, so that they're going to get results without causing injuries over time. And injuries aren't necessarily like quick if you do something wrong and it's an injury right away. It kind of builds up right. over time without you really realizing it. And before you know it, you know, you're getting up out of bed in your 30s and you can hardly walk because you've been deadlifting wrong for 10 years, right? Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. And I guess a lot of it too is just the body awareness, right? Like if something feels off after a workout, you probably that's something you should probably be in tune with. Yeah, for sure. Body awareness. Um, I always think that everybody should take gymnastics when they're younger. And I wish I would have when I was younger because 
you if you ever train someone that have done, has a background in gymnastics or dance or something like that where body awareness is super important they just they know what their body is doing and they they move so much better right off the bat um so for sure having that body awareness and they, and that takes time as well i'm uh, i'm not a big fan of mirrors for when people train <laughs> Uh, I think people need to feel... That's why we don't have any. In the <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I think people need to feel what they're doing. Um, like, I'm a fan of videos, so you can review and like, oh, okay, I see where I felt that happening. Um, but mirrors are distracting. And for sure, I know you want to see the bicep pump when you're doing bicep curls, but um, for the comp compound movements, you need to feel what you're doing versus watching yourself, especially for something like Olympic weightlifting where there's so much going on and so many things to think about to try to watch yourself in a mirror and correct yourself as you're doing it just is, I think it's silly. So then what about diet? Because it seems like nutrition's come a long way in the fitness industry as well, right? How, how integral is, is eating away from the gym? I think it's super integral. <laughs> I guess you can't have 80% of everything. Um, uh -huh. but, uh, you can't out-train like a crappy diet. I mean, lots of people work out so they can eat whatever they want. And for sure, you, we, we all want to indulge on things, and we all do. Um, but you that's going to affect you positively or negatively down the road, too. And it depends on what your goals are as well, right? This is where I think um, nutrition is a very individualized thing, and no size fits all for it either. Some things work better for some people versus other people, and depends on your lifestyle and your job and... Uh, so many factors. John, are you one of those people who keeps track of calories and, and, and that type of thing? I am now. Yeah. Uh, I never used to be. Uh, I think Val, when she, like, the common saying is you can't out-train a bad diet, right? Yeah. You can work out as hard as you want, run as long as you want, get cardio in every single day, but if you go home and you're eating, you know, awful, your calories are, you know, skyrocketing, you're going to gain weight regardless, right? And it comes down to, you know, measuring, honestly measuring what you're doing, right? And can't really guess and be like oh i think i'm eating pretty well i think my calories are down right um so about three months ago um you know my trainer he got me tracking my calories right and I, in in my head i was like man i don't want to do this this is going to be annoying tracking every single thing that you put in your body um but it's become more of a game and it's become more of like awareness right now i'm aware of you know i'm not restricting myself being like i can't have this i can't have this um I'm just being aware of kind of energy balance, right? I know how many calories I need. I need, I know where I need to stay in order to be consistently losing weight. And that's it. Just measuring what you're, you're putting in your body. Yeah. And I think, like you said, you can, you, you can do it for a period of time and be, and get that awareness. It's not like, okay, I'm going to have to weigh and measure my food and track it forever. And this is just my new life. And cause that sounds super boring. Yeah. Um, but getting that awareness, just like you would, get awareness from doing a different movement, you have to understand what you're putting in your body and how that affects your performance or weight loss or whatever your goal is. So trainers even have their own trainers. That's right. Trainers have <laughs> their own trainers. Um, wow. Yeah, I think, yeah, for sure. If you're not learning from someone else, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? Do you have your own trainer, Val? I have my own program. I, w I don't have a trainer that I work with, okay. but I get programs. A few more questions before we wrap up. Is there one exercise that you look at that say that's the best for a full body workout one particular exercise we're going to disagree because okay. we have this we oh, have this yeah, conversation, conversation. <laughs> i love squats i think it is just something that everybody does every day obviously i like i like to squat heavy and there's different ways to squat um different 
types of squatting, but that would be my favorite and I think the most bang for a buck. Fair enough. Um, I think squat. I think squats are great. Um, and you know what? There really isn't. I'm not going to say there is one specific exercise that's going to do everything, right? People have different favorites for different reasons. Squats are great. Um, I myself, I prefer deadlifts. I love just feeling like you can lift something heavy off the floor. I think it's very functional. You're lifting things constantly in everyday life, uh, carrying things. And if you can um, do that with correct form and train your body to have proper alignment carrying heavy things. I think that translates well to everyday life. So All deadlifts. Right. Squats and deadlifts. <laughs> Squats right. and deadlifts. Uh, most famous person you've trained. I know Ace Burpee is, is in our <laughs> gym quite often. Is, is it him? Have you, is there somebody else who comes to mind in your, whether it was a fun thing or more of a serious thing? Oh, I think John beats me. I don't know yeah. if I've trained anybody famous, period, to be honest, besides some like, CrossFit athletes, but I don't know if they're super famous anyways. So I don't know. I don't think I have one. Yeah, I think Ace Burpee, he's a lot of fun to work with. Um, he came to me with a goal and he said, I want to jump on all the boxes. So, you know, we've got a 24 inch, 12 inch and a six inch box here, which makes up a set. Um, and he told me he wants to jump on all the boxes. So we got a lot of fun um, working on deadlifts, working on the hinge so that his jump, jump gets stronger. Um, and he actually recently last week jumped so he uh wanted to jump his age he jumped on a 45 inch box which is pretty crazy so you just well. gave something away john <laughs> yeah last question who can lift more between the two of you valken for sure <laughs> i don't know we've never tested we should oh, we, we should, should have a test off it'd be, yeah. it'd be pretty close <laughs> valken squat more than me for sure well, i guess yeah Guaranteed. i guess it depends on the exercise right she can squat more but you can deadlift more probably probably or maybe not. What's your deadlift, uh, John? Maybe not. What's, what's your max? <laughs> max deadlift uh, was 350. Yeah, you 365, got me beat. actually. You got me beat. <laughs> 350. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, just before we wrap up, any upcoming programs you guys wanted to plug? I know we got summer boot camp. Anything else in our fitness center that's new and exciting in the, in the next few months this summer? Uh, I would say summer boot camp is the big one that's coming up. So that's uh, July 2nd to August 29th. It's twice a week. Um, you can do a morning or an evening session, your choice. Um, so it's all instructor-led, but you also get uh, some free passes to the fitness center as well if you're not a member and you want to take advantage of that over the summer. And yeah, it's a lot of fun and you get to do a little test before and after too to see your results. So yeah. In the fall, I'm looking forward to doing, uh, I think we'll be doing like a pull-up program, uh, helping people to improve pull-ups, right, or chin-ups. So I think that'll be in the fall. Yeah. Yeah, we want to do that. I think that'll be fun. Lots of people will be on it. Awesome. John, Val, thanks for all the great work you're doing here at Sport Manitoba. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. That's awesome. Thanks again to Valerie Adamson and John Jorensen for sharing their fitness tips and advice. If you want more information about our fitness center or have questions for Val or John, you can email them, valerie.adamson at sportmanitoba.ca. That's V-A-L-A-R i.e. dot a-d-a-m-s-o-n and john Jorensen is sportmanitoba.ca j-o-n dot j-o-r-u-n-d-s-o-n at sportmanitoba.ca 
If you like this episode, you can subscribe to our podcast. It's available anywhere you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. You can also find all of our episodes on our website, sportmanitoba.ca slash podcast. Follow us on social media at Sport Manitoba on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you know of somebody who you think would make for a good guest on our podcast, including an athlete, coach, or somebody else involved in sport, you can email me at podcast at sportmanitoba.ca. Look for our next episode in June. Thanks for listening. I'm Nolan Cole. We'll talk to you next time on the Sport Manitoba podcast. Thank you.